1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: WPHD WPHT, HD, 3 Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. WPHD WPHT, HD, 3 Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli.
0: All right, we're going to jump into the White House press briefing right now. 14 dead Americans in Israel, and uh, the Pentagon spokesperson is speaking right now at the time. Let's take a listen here. it sure, with you. But
3: as I stand here today, while Iran plays this broad role, sustained, deep, and dark role in providing all of this support and capabilities to Hamas in terms of this particular gruesome attack on October 7th. We don't currently have that information. We will continue to look for it, and if we find it, we will share that with you. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Jake. Um, Looking back at the last few days, how did Israel miss
3: this attack coming? that's a question for you to ask the israeli government um obviously Uh, The Israeli government has placed a high premium on its intelligence capacity as it relates to Hamas, as it relates to the West Bank, as it relates to Hezbollah. Uh, And uh, why it is that they did not have warning from this is not a question that I can answer from this podium. What about U.S. intelligence? Was there anything in what crosses your desk that would suggest that this was coming? We did not see anything that suggested an attack of this type was going to unfold any more than the Israelis did. And in your meeting in the Situation Room today, we saw an image earlier. At some point, undoubtedly in the last few days, the president has seen the images of the dead Israelis. What has been his reaction when shown those images? I mean, you've seen him now twice. You've heard his voice. And this has been a deeply emotional time for all of us. As I'm sure it is for many people in this room who know people <clears throat> or know people who know people who were killed or who are missing. And all of us have developed close relationships with our Israeli counterparts. President Biden has a decades-long relationship with Prime Minister Netanyahu. And he can hear the pain in Prime Minister Netanyahu's voice when he talks to him. I hear the pain of my counterparts when I talk to them. So. This is not just about policy or strategy. This is personal for us. And it's personal for the American people with their bonds with the Israeli people. And so President Biden has seen and felt the deep emotional resonance of this. But he has also held the conviction that his job as president is to make sure that he has the clarity of mind and purpose to take the actions necessary so that we are standing with Israel in its hour of need, so that we are working to deter a widening of this conflict, and so we are getting Israel the tools that it requires to defend itself. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Jake. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze, the $6 billion that the U.S. helped unlock for them to get in exchange for the prisoners?
3: We have not yet Had a dollar of that six billion spent, and I will leave it at that. But
1: will you refreeze it based on this activity that you just laid out? All of the ways that they are complicit in this. The administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction, that we would stop that down. I understand the position that you guys have—that not a dollar of this has been spent. But will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to, you know, do do what they? do that you just laid out.
3: Let me just reiterate what I said, because it's unequivocal. Not a dollar of that money has been spent, and I will leave it at
1: that. Is it being considered?
3: Yes. Jacob, if I can
4: ask you, will the US support Israel's military attacks in Gaza for as long as it takes, until the hostages are freed, or until Hamas is destroyed? I guess in simple terms, how much retaliation in Gaza is the US willing to accept?
3: I don't think of this in terms of retaliation. This is about providing support to Israel as it seeks to defend its territory and deal with an ongoing imminent threat from Hamas terrorists, who, as I said before, are acting a heck of a lot like ISIS terrorists in their barbarity and cruelty. That requires going after Hamas terrorist targets in Gaza, because even as we speak, even as I stand here, there could be rockets flying out of Gaza going after those sites. That's not retaliation. That's Israel stepping up to defend itself and ensure the safety and security of the Israeli people. And we're going to support them for as long as they need to ensure that Israel is safe and secure. And I can't put a timetable on that.
4: So to be clear, is the goal the destruction of Hamas, the guarantee that Hamas cannot launch attacks from there, the confirmation that all Americans and Israelis have been secured safely from there? What is... Where do you draw the line? Is there a red line? Where do you draw that line of what well, you need to accomplish, i they not, may accomplish?
3: I'm not right standing saying. up here to draw red lines. What I'm standing up here to say is that in its hour of need, as Israel embarks on an operation to try to protect its country, protect the Jewish state of Israel, and to go after the threats that it faces, and also working closely with them hand in hand to try to secure the release and recovery of American and other hostages, we will do all of that. And I'm not here to to draw red lines or issue warnings or give lectures to anybody. I'm here to say, that the President has given us direction to take a series of actions. We are undertaking those actions, and we will continue to do so in the weeks the ahead. Last one, very
4: yeah. quickly, that we heard from the families of Americans who are unaccounted for right now. They spoke publicly in Israel today. You said the President hasn't spoken to them directly. What is the President's message to those families right now who said it is the responsibility of the President of the United States to make sure their loved ones come home safely? The
3: President said in his remarks today that as President of the United States, he has no higher priority than the safety and well-being of Americans held hostage overseas. And he has proven in country after country his willingness to go further than any other president has gone before to secure the release and bring those people home. He is going to try to do that in this case as well, but that is a high priority for him and that is the message that, that he is sending along with a deep Sense of understanding of the grief and hurt and pain and anguish they are feeling right now as they wait to hear news of their loved ones.
5: Yeah. Jake, um, the President has remarks today referred to seeking for assistance for partners, plural. Um, Does that suggest that you've decided strategically to ask congress for a package that includes both ukraine aid as well as aid for israel and you
0: know chairman mccall suggested even including border and taiwan money and that i'm just kind of hoping you could give a state of play of how you guys are thinking about this and your interactions with the hill
3: so i'm not going to get ahead of the president's request and i not going to take the place of the omb director who will present the request that we send up but the president was very clear today that we will be making a request to the congress and it will include a request for funding for support to israel and he has also been equally clear that we are going to renew our request to the congress for aid to ukraine what exact form that all takes that will be worked out and presented by others not by me but the notion that we're going to go up and ask for israel aid and ask for ukraine aid That's unequivocal. We are going to do that.
5: Beyond Iron Dome and ammunition, were there there any other requests made by Prime Minister Netanyahu today that we can expect to be part of that
3: package? As I mentioned in my opening comments, he did make specific requests with respect to other capabilities. I'm not going to get into the details of that from this podium, uh, but he and the President discussed that. I spoke with Lloyd Austin, who was on his way to the NATO Defense Ministerial, about those requests. Secretary Austin is following up on that. And as I said in my opening comments, you can expect to see American planes flying into Israel uh, to deliver military capabilities to support Israel. Yeah.
4: Just a follow up on Iron Dome, how effective has it been in deterring the attacks? And I know you mentioned this uh, a bit in terms of the interceptors, but has Israel asked for interceptors on an ongoing basis in, in light of the situation?
3: I, You asked how effective has been in deterring, um, I can't say that it is deterred, obviously, because a huge number of rockets have fired, but it has been um, effective, as it typically is, in taking a lot of those rockets out of the sky and saving countless lives by doing so. Now, of course, some rockets have gotten through uh, to, to tragic cost, and that has been the pattern we have seen in previous conflicts as well. Now, Israel will have an ongoing need for interceptors. Because an air defense system is only as good as your ability to continue to put interceptors in that can take out the rockets that are coming to kill civilians and rain down terror on cities. And we are committed to making sure that we are working with Israel to produce and supply the requisite number uh, of Iron Dome interceptors so that they can keep those systems going on an indefinite basis going forward, because we cannot say how long this will be going on. Yeah. Thank
4: you. Jake, will you support in Israel militarily and rightly denounce this horrific and heinous act against Israeli civilians. How can you make sure that Israel goes uh, after Hamas and its infrastructure in Gaza? Not two million Palestinians who are trapped with no water, with no electricity, with no medical supply. The UN schools are overflowing now. They are, the number of dead is reaching 850 so far, including six members of one family of the former ambassador to Washington. How can you make sure that this is not revenge, but actually going after Hamas who committed this horrible crime?
3: Well, as the president said today, the difference between countries like the United States and Israel is that we do not deliberately target civilians. We are strongest when we are committed to the rule of law and we work. To make sure that all military operations are conducted consistent with the rule of law and the law of war that is something that President Biden and Prime Minister Netanyahu have discussed not just in this context but in previous contexts as well that is something the United States has always stood for and and always will continue to stand for yeah
4: sorry can you uh, confirm that the Egyptian intelligence has false information to the Israelis (coughs) that the attack is, is, is imminent or some attack is going to happen
3: i cannot confirm that
1: yeah um Minister netanyahu tweeted on saturday telling residents of gaza to leave now because we will operate forcefully everywhere where is the idea of where people in gaza will go
3: this is something also that uh, we have been discussing with our counterparts in israel and with our counterparts in egypt uh, and without getting into the this specifics this is the uh, white so house national
0: security advisor jake sullivan right for now 14 and so americans dead 20 americans missing
3: with the united in states is ramping up its military response here uh, but the details of Israel. that are something that um, are being discussed they're seeking safe among passage the, the operational for, agencies and uh, i don't want to share too much of that might be in this in time.
5: In what is it
3: right i'll leave it at the fact that and they still we are won't. focused on this question. There are consultations ongoing and I'll share You're blaming more
0: Iran, but not blaming Iran. Yeah.
4: Following up on that question about what the president said uh,
1: about talking to the Israeli prime minister about democracies and the laws of war. Was that a warning to the prime minister? And why did the president feel that was necessary to bring that up in the call today?
3: It was not a warning. The call today was not president Biden warning prime minister Netanyahu about anything. It was two leaders talking to one another, one who is leading a nation that has, uh, suffered an unfathomable attack and another nation who is standing behind them four square, uh, in the defense of their country. And the conversation carried on in those terms. And the two leaders spoke in a collaborative fashion as they always do. Uh, so, uh, no i cannot accept the characterization of your question yeah
5: thanks jake i have two questions first some reports are saying that irgc commander was in lebanon smile Khan was in lebanon a few days ago and he left to syria um, also you are saying that that iran is complicit in, in this attack are you trying to then play the iranian role here what are you waiting for to take an action and my second question what assessment do you have on where other Iranian militias, role. other Iranian militias stand now, whether in Iraq? We also heard the Houthis threat now. Can you give us an update? And is there a risk on the U.S. troops in the region? Thank you.
3: So I, on your first question, I laid out our view, which is the broad complicity based on the longstanding support that Hamas is giving to Iran. We don't have specific information that ties Iran to this attack. At this time, we don't have that information. We may gain that information in the hours and days ahead, but we don't presently have it. So that's in answer to your first question with respect to the intelligence. With respect to the question of uh, the various militia groups across the region, we do believe that they pose an urgent threat and that it is certainly distinctly possible that they choose to try to exploit or take advantage of this situation, and we have been sending clear warnings that doing so will will result uh, in in a firm response and consequences from the United States. And that goes across the board, and we have been clear also in sending a message of deterrence through the movement of the carrier strike group into the eastern Mediterranean, as well as uh, through the uh, assurance that we will sustain F-16s, F-35s, A-10s in theater to be able to deal with any contingency that the United States might have to deal with in the days ahead. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. The um, the European Union says it uh, opposes a total siege of Gaza. Um, I mean, what's the U.S. position on that? I've seen those reports, but my understanding is that is not the, the concept of siege. Is not something that, in fact, uh, is going to be pursued by the Israeli government. But we are consulting with the Israeli government about their actions in this regard. And like I said before to a previous question, President Biden and Prime Minister Netanyahu had the opportunity to talk through the difference between going full bore against Hamas terrorists uh, and how we distinguish between terrorists and innocent civilians. Yeah.
6: Thank you so much, Jake. Uh, Just zooming out to China, is the U.S. worried that this attention now to Israel is going to detract resources from the Indo-Pacific? Have you communicated with Beijing about this attack in Israel? And just going to Senator Schumer's comments, he said he was disappointed by President Xi's soft response, because that's been part of the discussions here.
3: We were not entirely surprised by the PRC's response based on their history of commentary on uh, these kinds of issues. we believe that the United States is capable of supporting Ukraine and Europe, of supporting our allies in the Indo-Pacific, and of supporting our close ally Israel in its hour of need. And uh, we believe we have the resources, tools, and capacities to be able to effectively do that. Uh, And part of our job is to ensure that we are working across all of these theaters at once, and that's precisely what we're doing each day. Yeah.
5: There have been
1: some Republican lawmakers who have argued the U.S. can't support two wars. Um, Could you address some of that and and talk a little bit about how uh, you'll make these requests to Congress and make the case uh, that the U.S. needs to invest, maybe not with troops on the ground, but with, with military and economic aid in both Israel and Ukraine?
3: standing for ukraine so that russian aggression does not prevail in europe uh, the amount of resources that we need to put into that compared to the amount of resources we would have to put in if russia were in fact to conquer ukraine and then uh, potentially have its aggression continue across europe it is so much more cost effective to take the action now as opposed to pay the huge price later a price that might ultimately as it has in the past require the actual deployment of american troops to combat so better to support the Ukrainians they keep as they this two issues. stand firm against <clears throat> Russian which aggression nothing
0: to do with and other, do so obviously. on a
3: sustained basis. And we have the budget wherewithal to be able to do that. We also have the budget wherewithal to be able to provide Israel what it needs. And we firmly reject the notion that the United States of America cannot at once support the freedom, freedom-loving people of Ukraine And support the state of Israel. Yeah.
1: Great, thanks, Jake. Uh, Is the administration working with Israel and Egypt to open the Rafah crossing to try to ensure evacuations are possible? And then um, also, I know that you said that uh, in conversations with Israeli leaders, you don't think that uh, a complete siege is something that they may be uh, attempting to do in Gaza, but is there any counsel of restraint from the administration to Israel?
3: So on the first question, I, in reference to a previous question, I spoke about our consultations with the Israelis and the Egyptians about how to uh, deal with the challenge of civilians who, who want to leave Gaza. I'm not going to get into the details of that, about a specific crossing or so forth, only to say that that is something we are focused on and we are working on, and I want to leave those conversations in diplomatic channels, at least for the moment. When we have more to offer on that, I'll be sure that we do so. And then, We are having conversations with the Israelis, as I have described, and again at this podium I'm not going to go into details on them in terms of what precise messages we're passing. It's important that we be able to talk to the Israelis um, in the way that we always do, as good friends, as honest friends, and we will continue to do that. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Um, So on the home front, over 150 people who are on the terrorist watch list have been seized along the southern border this fiscal year. And we've reported that there's been over 1.5 million known gotaways since the Biden administration took office. Is this something the American people should be worried about right now? We continue to remain vigilant about terrorist threats to the homeland from anywhere. It is something that we are very much working on, that we are consulting with the Congress on. What are you on, doing about it are on the southern border to secure what the are necessary are resources to continue to work through. And anytime we see any threat stream involving a terrorist threat to the homeland, we mobilize just every told asset resource the, the U.S. government go after that, and You're that includes uh, information and analysis that uh, we have shared with the Congress about blah, blah, blah. plots emanating from the Middle East, plots emanating from other places. We'll continue to do that. We also will continue to take steps to pursue a humane, orderly border policy, and we will work with the Congress in the weeks ahead uh, to continue to get the resources resources we need to be able to do that. I would point out that in the last supplemental, we actually sought additional funding for the border. Uh, Which was not forthcoming in the ultimate package that went through. Uh, So the the Biden administration has said to Congress already, we're looking for more resources to be able to deal with uh, the the continuing challenges that we have at the border. Yeah.
1: Jake, the president doesn't have a confirmed ambassador to Israel at this point. What are you doing to get Jack Lew confirmed, given he
6: was nominated? All right, we can uh, we can
0: jump out of this. Thank you very much. All right, so obviously a couple key takeaways here. The, the part that you missed right before I got on the air was that Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, is going on and on about how Iran is behind this, how Iran has helped Hamas, how Iran has been funding Hamas. And yet the White House keeps reiterating not a, a penny of the six billion dollars has reached Iran. The, the question, though, that Jackie Heinrich kept asking, which I think is a good one, is, well, you, you also said that, that that release of those funds were conditional on Iran being being good and playing nice and they're and they're clearly not so are you gonna rethink that and of course blah 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 let me just say not a dollar has been used again that's not was not the question the question is now that obviously iran is helping hamas and they're threatening to kill hostages there's a thousand people dead women children beheaded it's it's a it's a horror show over there what's happening it's an absolute horror show and the the fact is that if we know that iran is behind hamas which the white house just said iran is behind hamas it's a legitimate question to ask, well, then why would you give them $6 billion more? Whether it's their money or not is irrelevant. It's frozen right now, frozen on the condition that Iran is is the number one state sponsor of terrorism around the world. So now that this is happening and the White House is saying unequivocally that Iran is helping Hamas and Hamas, the, the, the savagery, the brutality that is occurring here, why would you even consider letting Iran think that they still might get the money at this point? Of course, the president of the United States is not saying anything. He came out and he and he read a prepared script from a podium and walked away and took no questions. And he can't answer any questions. And the United States reiterated its support for Israel. But the president has no idea, obviously, what the hell is going on. And we'll talk to Dr. Victoria Coates about this at four o'clock today. I mean, the, the, the implications of this are, are, are for the world are, are massive. They're massive. Israel is saying that this is this is war, and this is obviously for them, this is their, their version of 9-11, what happened here. The question, of course, of how did they miss it? How did the United States miss it? All those questions, which obviously we're going to have a lot of answers about as the show goes on today as well, uh, and we'll talk about all that. So I, I'm not going to spend the entire show on this because it's just so incredibly depressing. We do have a lot of other stuff to talk about, but obviously this is happening right now. You know, the president of Israel said that not since the Holocaust have so many Jews been killed in one day. You have Muslims who are chanting, gas the Jews, gas the Jews, and you have celebrations going on in the Muslim world right now. And of course, the president comes out today and says, we don't support the killing of Jews. We don't support the killing of Muslims. <laughs> Israel was attacked here, is savagely attacked in, in, in this, this completely unprovoked slaughter of innocent women, women and children and men. And it's, it's, it's a horror show. What's what happened down there. And here we are, the white house is still going on about, well, you know, listen, none of the money that was, uh, that was uh, allocated for Iran has been used, blah, 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 blah. This is what I mean about the United States of America showing absolutely no leadership whatsoever. Real quick. Here's the prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. He said a lot of things, as you can imagine, a lot of things. Cut number three,
6: Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless. Once the Jewish people were defenseless. No longer. Hamas will understand that by attacking us they have made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling. Slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas.
0: And this is, this is not, <laughs> the, the level of, of depravity and, and savagery here is just, it's something that is, is so heartbreaking. Uh, you've seen the pictures you've you've heard the chants in the streets you've heard the chants of gas the jews this is a crowd atop the sydney opera house chanting gas the jews f the jews this was from october 9th it was posted on twitter cut 2 <laughs> And of course, there was also, and I'll play this when I get back. A um, a pro Hamas rally in Philadelphia. You also heard about Harvard. You you heard about some schools in our area too, where college students were celebrating this, saying that Israel gets what it deserves here. I mean, just uh, just horrific ideas that that whatever geopolitical problems to. Regions have that justifies this kind of cruelty and savagery. It's uh, absolutely amazing. So this is war, and where this goes from here is anybody's guess. But it's it's uh, it's a scary time, no doubt about it. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Good news for us, though, obviously, is that we have a baseball game to take our mind off of all of this. But we have to wait till tomorrow for the next Phillies game, and at five p.m., no doubt. So I imagine that by 5 p.m. tomorrow, you'll be tuning into the Phillies. And it's okay. I forgive you in advance. I will let it go. Don't worry. You, you have a pass. I'll probably, we'll, we'll probably be tuning into the Phillies tomorrow at 5 o'clock, too. With all the craziness and the savagery of the world today, God knows we could use an escape. Um, I was, you know Saturday morning, I had to drive over to Cherry Hovavo, and I, I had a little issue I had to talk to Yosef about. And he was just heartbroken over this. I mean, he was in the Israeli military. And I was talking to him, and it was just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and, you know, it's, it, 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 I, I, he's a great guy, and he's a, he's a great friend of ours, the show, the studio, the station, everything. And, um, you know, he's got family over there. Judith has family over there. It's just so heartbreaking. But, look, business has to go on, of course. And at Cherry Hill Volvo right now, they have an incredible opportunity for you to take advantage of um, up to, saving up to $11,000. Really, it's unbelievable. They have an incredible inventory of aggressively priced Volvos right now. And this month, a a whole bunch of discounts are available, offers, too many to list in just one spot. But the incentives start at $5,000. They can escalate all the way up to $11,000. So whether you want to purchase or lease a new or pre-owned Volvo, now is the time. You're going to love driving one just like I do. And just as important, of course, is the best pricing, the highest quality service and on that one, no one can match Cherry Hill Volvo. They always work hard, always work hard to provide the exceptional luxury experience that you uh, you deserve. So Cherry Hill Volvo cars, they offer a full line of new Volvo vehicles that fit every lifestyle. I'm driving the XC40 right now. Bridget drives the XC90. We'll be heading down to Cape May on Friday for our live broadcast. We'll be taking the XC90 because it's, it's the safe family car and it's a beautiful, beautiful way to travel. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly in South Jersey. You can save up to $11,000 right now, so go see them today, Cherry Hill Vavo, where relationships matter.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes, without missing a minute of the game.
2: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
0: All right, so 14 Americans killed in Israel, 20 plus missing, and the White House says that, uh, yeah, Iran is absolutely to blame for their support of Hamas. However, we will not say that we're going to be cutting off uh, the $6 billion that we were going to unfreeze to fund to Iran. I mean, the, the lack of leadership here is just unbelievable. And believe me when I tell you that this better be a wake up call for American Jews who tend to vote for Democrats. it really should. It, it really should be. Because, you know, you had so many people in Congress who are such anti-Semites and their hatred for Israel, their their willingness to celebrate what's happening. I mean, celebrate what's happening to celebrate this. I mean, the Trump administration had the Abraham Accords and the Abraham Accords were a were, were a major step towards peace in the region. One of the biggest Middle East peace breakthroughs in in our lifetime. I remember talking to Jared Kushner about it. I remember having several people on about it at the time. And right now, Hamas feels completely emboldened. Do I think it's because Iran's getting $6 billion? I think that Iran feels emboldened. I think Iran thinks it can do whatever the hell it wants. I think Hamas thinks it can do whatever the hell it wants. Obviously, they just did. The attacks, the president says they're pure, unadulterated evil. He's right. They are pure, unadulterated evil. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with this money that's that you're scheduled to give to Iran? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And don't think for a second this is not going to be an issue in the 2024 presidential election. Because Trump is already slamming Joe Biden for this and good for him, slamming Joe Biden for giving the six billion dollars to Iran. This is what the former president said. Well, actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we start with Trump on cut number six here? He uh, yesterday was going after what happened on the state of Israel. And by the way, there's a lot to get to. I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in Philadelphia, obviously declaring that he's going to run as an independent candidate, saying he's declaring his independency from political parties, all well and good, but he's not going to win. A third-party candidate cannot win. I've told you that before. It's just reality. Do I wish the third-party candidate could win? Yeah, sometimes, but I also wish I could have, uh, you know, a unicorn and unlimited ice cream and pizza and not get fat. There's lots of things I wish for in life, but reality is reality. And this party, this country is set up for a two-party political system. So the only question is, who does Robert F. Kennedy Jr. hurt more in a place like Pennsylvania? Does he hurt Trump more, or does he hurt Biden and or whoever the Democrat last-minute nominee is going to be? that's the question that's the only question and again i i'd, lo- I'd love to sit here i'm not going to ever tell you something that isn't true so i'm not going to sit here and pretend that an independent candidate can win in the united states of america because that person cannot and we've talked about that before i think it's called uh uh axiom what is it called again Matt Desantis? that well, is not the name of it what is it again it's Duverger. Duverger's correlation, or something, <laughs> right? It's Duverget's law, right? Duvage's uh, <laughs> law. said, nice, Sanri. I'm flirting with the you're line. You're very
4: close. Now, every, every time you bring it up, you're a little bit closer. I just
0: have a bad. I can't pronounce a French. Does not French and I don't. Yeah, get as, I
4: think as long as you know you give it context, it's fine.
0: Right. I'm just. I'm trying to. Say, I think I'm saying what you're saying. Duverger's du uh, <laughs> law. Am I not saying that, that was, right? It was the worst one yet. What? How do you say it?
4: Duverger.
0: I think I'm saying that. That sounds exactly like it, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, it's just <laughs> a reality of political life, and 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 the law says the state. What does it say?
5: It's basically that a third party candidate can't win in our type of political system.
0: Right. Right. And don't blame me. Blame the uh, Maurice Duverger. <laughs> Blame the diverge, if you know what I mean. Because it's, it's his law, not mine. But it is reality. Uh, Trump slamming uh, what's going on here. Cut number six.
7: When I was your president, we had peace through strength. And now we have weakness, conflict, and chaos. The atrocities we're witnessing in Israel would never have happened if I was president. would never have ever happened. When I was commander-in-chief, we reduced the Iranian economy... And I withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal, imposed the toughest ever sanctions on the regime, and imposed a strict travel ban to keep radical Islamic terrorists the hell out of our country. Now they're pouring into our country. They're pouring into our country. Joe Biden undid it. He undid it all and gave billions and billions of dollars to the world's top sponsor of terror, tossing Israel to the bloodthirsty terrorists and jihadists. You saw that. Just recently, Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, he's another beauty, bragged to the, this is like a f- couple of days ago, like yesterday, he bragged to a foreign policy audience to quote, the Middle East region is quieter today than it's been in two decades. Oh, how's that working out? They just attacked Israel and it's been a hotbed beyond that, even beyond that. This war happened for three reasons. The allowing by the Biden administration of Iran to sell massive amounts of oil and making $60 billion. here. Yeah, people don't talk about that. They talk about the $6 billion. but they gave them $6 billion in ransom money. We got six. They got six. We got five. They got five. But then what happened is they also got $6 billion. So we got five and they got five. And on top of the five, they got six billion dollars. Somehow, that's not a good deal. And our country is perceived weakness with an incompetent and corrupt leader, Joe Biden, who's laughed at all over the world. And Joe Biden betrayed Israel
0: uh The president, the former president, also talked about. So, I mean, the the issue of oil too. Let's not lose sight of that for a moment, right? Again, because the United States of America has decided that it would ap- absolutely, absolutely become energy dependent on other countries around the world. It empowers lunatics. I mean, it just does. It's, that's it. People still need oil. I've said this a million times. People still need oil. So. We can pretend like everybody's gonna be running around in an electric vehicle, we can we can pretend these things that the wind windmills are gonna save us and everything, but it's nonsense. We know it's nonsense, the world knows it's nonsense, and the world still needs oil. So all we've done is embolden crazy people. We have. And and for those that fly Ukrainian flags and also have the we believe in climate change signs on their lawn, you've also emboldened Vladimir Putin, too, by the way. You've emboldened China, you've emboldened Venezuela, I mean you've env- and, and, and Strategically speaking, you also have a situation where OPEC gets to play all kinds of games with the price of oil because the United States of America does not have the ability to be energy independent. That's, that's, that's the reality. That's the truth. By the way, there's some breaking news that nearly uh, uh, Vice President Joe Biden's office exchanged nearly 20,000 emails with Hunter Biden's investment firm. That's something that just came out a short time ago. So We got to talk about all of that as well. Uh, This is what Trump said regarding uh, Joe Biden, the six billion dollars to Iran and everything else. Cut seven.
7: The Hamas terrorist invasion of Israel territory, Israeli territory and the murder of Israeli soldiers today. And uh, the brutal murder of citizens is an act of savagery that must and will be crushed. Has to be it has to be dealt with very powerfully. This is a time where the United States needs leadership. We don't have leadership. But Israel is at war, and the United States obviously is going to stick with Israel, and strongly. The war happened for two reasons. The United States is giving and gave to Iran $6 billion, $6 billion, over over hostages, over hostages. And, uh, you know, there was a very good trade. They got five hostages, we got five hostages. Okay, that's the good news. The bad news is, and their hostages were tough, by the way, I have to tell you. That was, okay, let's assume they're doing just fine. But it was five for five. But in addition to that, we agreed to free up six billion dollars. And uh, that is a absolute disaster. And I would not be at all surprised if part of that tremendous wealth that they just accumulated went into all of a sudden watching this level of aggression. They didn't have that level of of aggression with me. They didn't have it. This would have never happened with me either.
0: So regarding the six billion dollars and Iran, the White House or Biden spokesman, John Kirby. John Kirby said there's they and you heard what, uh, you know, what's his what's his name said? Jake Sullivan just said a short time ago. Well, the Biden administration, they, they have no plans to refreeze the six billion dollars given to Iran. He, he spoke on Fox News with Martha McCallum about this National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications, Admiral John Kirby. Cut eight the six billion dollars that the qataris are holding that was unfrozen in order to get three hostages back uh john that you know you said well there are strings attached to that is that money now going to be refrozen? i don't want to get any of any uh, policy decisions going forward here uh martha uh, as i said last time you and i talked about this that money can be refrozen at any time doesn't so seem it seem like have
7: time to do that We won't hesitate
0: to make that decision if we feel we need to. uh, But I'm not going to get ahead of a policy policy decision that hasn't been made yet. But the White House just came out a short time ago and said that Iran is helping fund Hamas, that they are the the, the chief funder of Hamas here. So again, explain to me why you'd even consider at this point letting them get any money. It makes absolutely no sense. If nothing else, it it, it sends a message to the world that we... We're, we're not serious here about protecting Israel. We say we say all the right things, but we don't really we don't really care what happens. If the White House was, was up there going, we have no proof Iran's behind this. We have no proof Iran's behind this. And in the very same breath, they say, yeah, absolutely. Iran is behind this. Absolutely. Iran is, is helping boost Hamas with these with these dastardly attacks. Is that you can't you can't say these are two competing thoughts here. All right. Eight, five, five, eight, three, nine, twelve, ten. I want to hear from you on this. I want to get your thoughts. Feel free to tweet me. At Rich Zioli, and it's very, very clear right now that th- this regime, the Biden administration, because you have radicals in Congress, radical Democrats who hate Israel, they have wanted this to occur. They, don't think for a second Rashida Tlaib and Ilmar Olan, whatever her name is, all these other people have not wanted to see this happen. You have people in the streets of Philadelphia cheering what was occurring. Actually, I'll play that clip for you. This is. Scenes from inside Philadelphia's pro-Hamas rally, proud of the fact that they have they have killed a, over a thousand innocent people, beheaded women, children. They're proud of this stuff. Cut one. The
6: man that was
1: the part of the
0: We're proud of what had occurred yesterday. alright eight three nine twelve ten. 855-839-1210. We are going to talk to Dr. Victoria Coates about this at 4 o'clock. She's a foreign policy expert, obviously. Oh, and a little bit later in the show, we're going to switch gears a little bit because there's an amazing book that's out right now, The Mysterious Case of Rudolf Diesel, who I think is a great conspiracy story about what happened to him, by the way. It's fantastic. And I'm excited to talk to the author about this. Uh, so we're going to have that conversation a little bit later in the show. Some very, very powerful people here. Uh, went after him. There's a theory regarding Rockefeller and the Rockefeller family having their motives to go after Diesel. It's a fantastic story. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, but look, I've been talking about my friends at Emmons Roofing and Siding for years now. Stephanie and Matt, the entire team at Emmons, they've done great work for me at my home. And now Emmons can bring that same quality of work to all of your kitchen and bathroom remodeling needs. Roofing, siding, windows, and now baths and kitchens. Emmons is the Delaware Valley's one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. So call 856-556-3229 today for a free estimate. They also have Emmons remodeling services now as well, and I've used them for that. I've used them for my kitchen remodeling, my bathroom remodeling. So let's see, that means Emmons has done my roof, windows, doors, siding, kitchen remodel, bath remodel, and uh, we're just getting warmed up, right? So visit them at their, share, their showroom now in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, or go on their website at emmonsroofing.com, or you can check out their remodeling projects at emmonsremodeling.com. It's all about trust and integrity when it comes to your home. You want to make sure, you want to make sure that we have the, the, the absolute utmost trust and integrity when it comes to your home. There are contractors out there who will take your money and they will run, run, run away without doing the work. They'll start a job, they'll get a better offer, and they'll leave you in the lurch. Emmons doesn't operate that way. It's all about integrity. It's all about in tru- trust. And I just sent somebody over the other day to get an estimate, you know, having Emmons come to an estimate, and they were the best, most competitive price as well. So you're going to get the great work, the workmanship, and also incredible pricing when you call them today. 856 five, 556 five, 3229, 856 five, 556 five, 3229, or visit emmonsroofing.com, E M M O N S, emmonsroofing.com.
2: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: Of course, you have the usual warmongers like Lindsey Graham who want to use this to start World War three with Iran. Uh, which is what I'm not I'm not suggesting that, by the way, but that's what people you know, that Lindsey Graham and Nikki Haley. I mean, there are certain people in the Republican Party they would love to end the Democrat Party. Obviously, they would love to see this be the opportunity here to start going and bombing Iran. What, they, they would love it. They, that's absolutely what they. First of all, Israel can protect itself. There's no question about that. I mean, Israel has the capability to protect itself and fight back. Not, it's not a question. The question really is, should the United States of America be giving Iran $6 billion? I think think the unequivocal answer to that is no, at this point. Absolutely not. But does that also mean we should start bombing Iran, which is going to drag us into literal, I mean, literal World War III. Don't forget the alliance that Iran has. Well, I mean, no surprise there, Senator Lindsey Graham, rushing, of course, to start with that. Cut number
4: 12. Moss in the last hour announcing it's going to begin to execute hostages and post video evidence online for every Israeli airstrike. Your thoughts on this moment, Senator?
5: Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American and Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard.
0: Well, <clears throat> that will have lots of consequences, obviously, if that to be the case. And I'm not surprised that Lindsay would be the one out there Uh, saying that. Are you? 855-839-1210 is the number and on Twitter at Rich Zioli. By the way, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. announcing his steadfast support for Israel. And as a consequence of that, the Libertarian Party has since denounced him and said that he's not really uh, somebody who libertarians should get behind because he still believes that the United States should get involved militarily ar- around the world. You know, he's been an outspoken critic of U.S. involvement in Ukraine. But he said the United States should get involved and do more here in the situation with Israel. Um, Senator Rand Paul, always a smart guy, always somebody who's very balanced, always somebody who I think is very, very level-headed in these situations. He was on with Jesse Waters last night cut 18
7: you know i have nothing but sympathy for the israeli people at this point in time i think that the primary objective at this time has to be to get the people that attacked them they were in gaza uh... before we think about spreading this to the rest of the world maybe we ought to think about exactly what's going on on the ground there i do think that there is immediate reaction sometimes to so let's get everybody, let's get everybody who's responsible. And without question, Iran had their hands in this. But you remember after 9-11, there were people who wanted to attack Iraq. They said Iraq caused 9-11, turned out Iraq didn't have anything to do with 9-11. So let's see where the facts lie, let's investigate this, and let Israel need to do what they need to do, which is to to uh, have a punishing response to the people in Gaza to say no more, we're not going to let this happen again. When you follow the money, if the
0: I think that that is the sober minded approach you'd expect from Senator Rand Paul. Obviously, let's find out what Dr. Victoria Coates thinks about all this. Of course, she is a national security expert. And let's also figure out what's going on with Hunter Biden and the emails, because it turns out there were 20,000 emails between Vice President Joe Biden's office and Hunter Biden's investment firm, nearly 20,000 emails. Are you freaking kidding me? There's a lot more to this as well. And obviously the special counsel now looking into Joe Biden and the classified documents like that's going to be a real investigation. Please uh, listen. Cooper University Healthcare is a leading academic health system. Cooper's experts provide award winning primary and specialty care at more than 100 offices throughout the region, including personalized cancer care through the MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper. Groundbreaking stroke and neurosciences care advanced surgical services, cutting-edge clinical research, and more. Recognized regionally and nationally, make Cooper your first choice for outstanding care close to home. For an appointment, call 808-COOPER or cooperhealth.org. Remember that Cooper University Healthcare, that's where the Zioli family goes for all of our medical care needs. And Cooper's where baby Reagan was born, where I had my surgery. And Cooper Urgent Care Centers are there for your family as well for all of life's everyday urgent care needs. 1 800 A Cooper or CooperHealth.org. Rich Seoli, weekday
2: afternoons, 3 till 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the Free Odyssey app.